Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons & Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This episode of the Fantasy Fantasia podcast is brought to you and sponsored by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund in Windsor, Ontario, so big thanks to them. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your Dungeon Master for tonight's episode of Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fighter Things Club has made a narrow escape from the city of Ildichester, which was under attack by the Lords of Dust and a giant demon named the Maloc. Geriad sacrificed his own life to destroy the demon and give his friends a chance to reach safety. Now in the halfling city of Losherton, the Fighter Things Club finds themselves amongst a refugee crisis with the surviving dwarves of Ildichester without their home. Over the course of a few days, a memorial service is held in honor of Geriad. Lena is asked out to dinner by Darian, who is to be accompanied by Velvet and Bree for support. Velvet gives a rousing war speech message to all the other kingdoms in Valendia begging for their support. And Sai has been having these terrible nightmares, seeming to relive the last moments with his deceased wife, Illyria. With all this up in the air, let's launch into tonight's session. So the day passes, and tomorrow we have a date day to look forward to. Oh my god. I'm so excited for the date day. (laughs) But first. Sai's walking through what now? (laughs) Sai. Oh no. You're walking through a castle hallway again. You immediately recognize it to be Losherton, except. The world isn't colored like the world normally is. It's, in fact, colored in shades of gray and darker gray and highlights, and you realize that it looks like you're in the ethereal plane right now. Illyria pops the same question, which you'd think I'd remember it at this point, uh, (laughs) is... Are you absolutely certain that the dragon is out hunting? Yeah, yes. She has to be gone for, for several hours. She has to look for food, and, and, and she, we're fine. Here, come on. Come on, hold my hand. And she takes it eagerly, and you guys continue through the castle. Now, you walk down the same hallway that leads to your bedroom, side, And when you open the door, instead of a cavern, it's this weird 
mishmash of castle architecture, but within a cavern setting of mismatched and unorganized rock textures. And it's this very strange mixture of the two, and it's smaller than it was before. You see again a pile of gold, a pile of where it feeds, and you finally see what you came here for, the eggs. But this time the eggs are glowing. Some of them are glowing different colors. You see they're glowing yellow and blue and orange. Look, Illyria. Look at them. Have you ever seen something so beautiful? There's there's, there's six of them? Avery, is there six there's of them six, still? There, okay. there, are, there are six eggs. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, there's six of them. I, I've heard of, of two or three, but... Oh, six, Lilaria, look. Here, come over here and touch this. Yes, it feels so warm. I can't oh. believe it. And she goes through the same spiel of, listen, you gotta focus. <laughs> I know you're excited, but I'm gonna go watch the thing. Right. <laughs> and... This time... Illyria... It's the same as the last stream where you go to study the eggs and then immediately there's just a scream from her. And you turn around and this time the figure, the smoky figure standing there and its hand is on one of the glowing eggs and it's no longer looking at you, it's looking at one of the glowing eggs. Who are you? Stay away from those eggs. Those are, those are dangerous. The figure turns to you, and you see these glowing yellow eyes through its smoky visage of its face. It extends its hand, and immediately you feel this excruciating pain through your body, which wakes you up. And do I still feel the pain? Nope, uh, the pain is not there. It seems to have just been a part of your nightmare. Okay, so he wakes up, and he's just... And, and he's just, he's kind of getting used to this now, um, <laughs> but, but he's still kind of, it, it still rattles him a bit. So <clears throat> he goes and uh, he, um, again, checks his, his bag. Um, and does anything look like it's missing? Nothing in your bag is missing. Everything <laughs> is where it should be. <laughs> um, did I get a better look at the, the smoke? Like, I got a better look at the smoke monster or the smoke person, whatever it is. Yes. Um, what I, do I recognize what it is at all? The smoke seems similar to the to the captured dwarf in Ildichester where smoke was pouring out of their eyes. Mm. It seemed to be the same sort of smoke, but it completely formed this creature's body. If mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, it seemed like it was physical and it had you could touch it, but it was made of this wispy smoke. Mm-hmm. You've never seen those glowing eyes before, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know what, he's going to stay up a bit and, uh, kind of, kind of write down, he's going to, um, take his, his, uh, notebook cause he, ha- he carries a small notebook and he's just going to write down his dreams and just write, write down because, you know, if he goes back to bed, he might forget the details. So he's going to stay up and I think he's just going to end up staying up the whole night, just kind of, um, writing down what happened and, and just kind of speculating on what it might be. Yeah, for sure. And the last thing... Uh, no, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. And yeah, no no problem. You spend... And then the sun rises and is cast through your open doorway that leads onto the balcony. Which I didn't realize. He actually closed before he went to bed. <gasps> oh, 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 my God. 
The day has come. Ah. Velvet, early in the morning, you get a pounding at your door. <laughs> Velvet? Velvet. I'm freaking out, man. Are you up? Velvet is this your room? springs up. Is this your does, room? Does his stretches and says, come on in. And he doesn't, he, he definitely sleeps in the nude. So he's doing his morning stretches just completely <laughs> oh naked. Ah! Good morning, Darian. Is that, should I be doing that? Should I be doing that? Velvet, I need you, I need your guidance. I mean, it doesn't hurt to, to do, okay, okay. Here, here, I'm gonna hold out your hands. I need you to take a deep breath in and we're gonna lunge forward, pushing our arms forward and stretch those glutes. Do you feel the glutes, Darian? Do you feel the Wait, glutes? I, I think these are, hold on. And he takes off his pants uh, and he does it with you in the nude as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, very, it's very freeing. It's, it's very, oh my God. right? It's good to get the morning air in. Ah, okay, it's getting weird now. Um, but no, no, I, I'm very excited for our date, are you? No, because I realized you told me I should have all these awesome scents and I should wear a really poofy, wonderful outfit, but I don't have any of those things and I, I think I need to go shopping. <laughs> oh, even better, Velvet opens up his his closet that uh, he does pack some, some clothes that are hidden in his Lehman's tiny hut. So now that he's kind of had time to set them up nicely, he goes, hmm, I wonder what your color is. And he's trying to pick his, what what color, what, Dorian, what, what color do you like to wear? Brown. Okay, let's go with. Mm, ooh, here's one. It's a golden red tunic. Mm. But that's not brown. <laughs> I, I, I know, Darian, but brown is a little bit um, boring in terms of. It, it's not Shit, even brown. I knew it. You just oh, wear no. like clothes that become brown because you get them dirty. Okay. Um, how do I fit into this? <laughs> Uh, oh, you know what? Here, let me cut the back. And the velvet cut, cuts, <laughs> cuts the back and, like, ties it up. So, like, you can see, like, his back through the shirt. But it's at least tied together. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I love I, I think it. that's nice. really good, Daria. I'll just make sure she only sees my front. Yes. Oh, and don't forget the matching belt. <laughs> he tucks in it. He squeezes in his stomach with all his mind. He's like... <gasps> And like puts it on the absolute last belt loop it could be on. Okay, I'm ready. I think. Of course you are. Velvet Ooh. like slaps him on the back, and I think it probably hears like a little tear. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take it easy on that. Shall we uh, go find our dates? Is it time? No. Holy crap! It's five o'clock. I spent all day getting ready. I, I honestly sleep in a lot, uh, so this is good. Excellent. Velvet throws on instead of the the kind of green on silver, he decides to throw on silver on green. So it's mostly oh. silver with these kind of green highlights, and he's like, mm, oh. "Oh god, I love this color combo." Let's go find our dates, Darian. So do we pick him up or do we meet them there? Uh, well, let's go ask them. Great idea. <laughs> oh my god. And you, you guys ship off and yeah, uh, go no. on. <laughs> he, um, he follows you to Bree's room first because he can't be alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna knock on Bree's door. Bree! Um, yeah, Bree opens Bree? the door and um, yeah, she actually earlier that morning went out and went shopping to find something to wear and um, she's wearing a dress that is a dark sapphire blue 
the door opens and Bree is all dressed in this beautiful dress. Bree, you look wonderful. Thank you. You do too. Oh, I know. We were here just to make sure that uh, we wanted to see, well, Darian, because Darian is just a hopeless romantic, aren't you, Darian? Also, doesn't Darian look wonderful, Bree? Oh, yes. Yeah, those colors look really nice on you, Darian. Right. You, you as well. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Brie, we were just wondering, how would you like to be escorted to the event? Would you like to go by yourself? Would you like us to accompany you there? What, what, uh, what, what, what do you feel like? I think it would be nice if we all went together. Well, if, lovely. If Lena would be okay with that. Lena! <laughs> yells down, down the hall. <laughs> You hear the echo of his voice down the hall, Lena. <laughs> Lena takes a deep breath and, like, looks into the reflection in her, um, great axe and just, like, shakes her head at her appearance with all the veins and scales and then just slowly opens the door. She's wearing the, th- she was wearing the same thing she wore the other day and she has her great axe strapped to her back still. <laughs> but it does look like she slightly brushed her hair. Well, Lena, you look... Exactly like you always do, Velvet says, with like meaning it to be nice. Oh, okay. Well, thank, oh. I didn't realize we were supposed to dress up. Well, this um, is literally all I have. It is a date. Is this your first? Is this your first date? Yes. Oh dear. Okay. Um, it's Bree's first date too. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bree. I got nervous. Bree just looks at Lena and her face goes beets red. Am I the only one that's been on dates? Oh my god. Um, it seems like it. Okay, well, why don't we, um, should we get going? Yeah, if we're late, then we lose our spot. We we need to be on the dot. Uh, if we're a minute past, then I have to pay uh, about 200 gold. Oh my god, um, okay, let's go. Sorry, let's, 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 okay. let's, let's go. Please, sure allow me. Velvet throws out three pieces of fluff, and I already pre-rolled, and I got a lion, <laughs> a giant boar, and a giant goat. Yes. yes. So Velvet hops on the lion Trinity. because it's it's because uh, Velvet's on the date. He goes, Bree, please join me on this lion. Offers uh, her his hand. Thank you, and she takes his hand. And I look at Darian and, and Lena, and they, you can fight amongst the goat and the boar. Uh, you know what, yeah, Darian? You, <laughs> you take the you take the boar. I'll just walk next to the goat. What? But but he's he's here to bring. Lena to slaps the line on the butt, so it starts going. No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the uh, the giant goat gives you a stink eye, Lena, and it kind of sticks its chin up in the air and just starts walking behind its master on the line. <laughs> right, go already, go already off to a good start. Good job, Lena. <laughs> she starts walking. <laughs> By the way, I don't think they allow weapons in there either, so you might have to leave your super cool, super awesome axe. I love it. It, oh. it is super sweet. Uh, s- anywhere else but there. Oh, okay. Um, all right. And she just uh, she takes it off and uh, leaves it somewhere. I don't, she just runs into her room, puts it in, and runs back. When you run into your room, you hear Rack Tilkesh's voice, which has been quite dormant for oh the God. last few days, pipe up, and he says, You gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know, I've been literally with you doing everything you want for four years. Give me one chance to maybe be somewhat normal. Do I really have a choice? I don't know. Maybe not right now, but uh, just give me these few hours, okay? 
I know. <laughs> she just walks out. <laughs> and you guys all make your way across the bridge out of the castle and to Prairie Alamode. Prairie Alamode. Forgot that was the name. You guys enter in, and who's there to greet you but Corius? You walk in, and there's beautiful mood lighting from all these candles that are all these different colors. In fact, you can change them to whichever color you like. And Corius says, My, my, my. <laughs> it has been a very long time since I've seen you two. Hey, how's it going? A nice place. It's been going really well. I I've took a step back after you guys took away my kingship from me, and I realized uh. that I needed to find my passion again. I needed to, to discover what I had to live for, and I realized it's the culinary arts and bringing romance into people's lives. <laughs> well, um, we're excited to try your food. Hey, and she, like, leans down to him and says, I know you're busy and you have a lot of customers, but when you get a moment, could we talk? Just quickly. I won't take up too much time. Yeah, of course, uh, after the main course and dessert is served, I'll pop by your table and we can have a quick chat. Thanks. Now, please. And he bows and extends his hand in a wide gesture to the side. <laughs> Allow me to bring you two wonderful couples oh, to your table. <laughs> Gotta admit, I did not see it coming between you two, and he points to <laughs> Velvet and Brie. <laughs> Honestly, I, you know, it shit happens, right? With the end of the world, you know. Brie's kind of nuts. <laughs> and uh, he leads you to your table and it's set up where it's in this beautiful alcove in the, in the wall and there's wonderful colorful greenery that lines the alcove you have this beautiful mahogany table <laughs> and there's a beautiful candle chandelier that seems to actually be floating it's not even hanging from the ceiling itself your silverware is actually goldware your glasses are crystal wow. with gold around the rims this is a fancy place Man. You guys all take your seats, and Corius takes both sides of the curtains, the silk curtains, and says, if you need anything, simply ring the bell in the middle of the table, and I will be at your service. All right. Enjoy. And as soon as he closes the curtain, very soft melodic music begins to play on a music box, it seems, and you have no idea where it's coming from. This is uh, quite the place. <laughs> yeah. So... <clears throat> um, <laughs> how's everyone liking Lotion so, so far? It's a good. lovely village. Good, good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's really nice. All these awkward people on their first dates in Velvet. <laughs> how, how accommodating the king's been to everyone from Ilderchester. Yeah, that was uh, some some service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I think Yuri would have liked it. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm sorry he's dead. <laughs> v v Velvet Velvet brings his foot down hard onto uh, Darian's uh, shin <laughs> under the table. Lena, oh, this chairs. <laughs> Lena grabs a, a knife and just slams it into the middle of the table, and she's like, "None of that tonight." <laughs> As you slam your hand, the bell dings from the momentum. The police immediately pops his head through the curtain. He says, is there anything I could be of service for you? Uh, um, um, uh, what drink, uh, drink, drink menu? Drinks? Uh, oh, no. 
You don't choose what to drink and eat. I bring it for you. If you wish oh. for alcohol, I give you only the best. Could you please never stop it from coming? If you see a glass <laughs> empty, you need to bring more. All cool. right. Uh, absolutely. Love it. Thank you. Like now, now. Right, yeah, right, just right as now. quickly as he, <laughs> he just as quickly as he closed the curtain, seemingly he opens it back up and he places a tray on the table, and there are these very eloquent glasses, and in the model in a bucket of ice is this gorgeous bottle of liquor that is you can read has been aged over three hundred years, all the wow. way from Califast. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> It'll put a fire in your hearts. And in your bowels, but it's oh. definitely worth the journey. <laughs> Make mine a wow. triple, please. One for each person in this room uh. that has not ever got on a date. <laughs> no, no, I, I, uh, I, I won't. I'm, I'm, I'm good with just water. That's fine. Thank I'll you. I'll have hers, please. Make it a quadruple then, or a, a, a quin, a quintuple. <laughs> Now, now, you guys, you guys should all have a toast at least. And he pours all of you alcohol, okay. and he kind of forces it into your hand, Lena. Mm. And he says, "Listen, Lena, if you have a good time tonight, then I will talk to you. But if you do not drink with but your companions, I will not." You don't understand. When I drink, I start to fight people. I want to <laughs> arm wrestle everybody. You won't get far. After all, I used to lead the armies of the farm prairies, right? Don't worry, we'll make sure she has every drop down in her gullet. Uh, now, yes. um, do you mind if, if we have a bit of a uh, private moment to do our toast? Oh, yes, of course. Whoop, and he goes right back out. And you guys are alone again. Before we even cheer, his velvet pounds back his shot and then looks at Lena like, <laughs> pour it in, pour it in. Lena grabs the glass slowly, keeping eye contact with him, and just takes the smallest sip ever. <laughs> what? So you, okay. Just give me time. I literally have not drank any alcohol since. Well, and she turns. I don't know if Velo is there, but turns to Bree and goes, "Well, you remember?" Uh, yeah, I I remember the arm wrestling. So you don't <laughs> want me to drink it then? You you can have it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was trying to get about. Oh, here for. oh, okay. Oh, sorry. I thought You're really you were not to... up on the uptake, are you, Lena? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now that Velvet has a new drink, he says, "I now propose a toast <laughs> <laughs> to Lena, what? a brave warrior, though she thinks. Uh, no, sorry, to Lena, a brave warrior, <laughs> though she has the romanticism of a loaf of bread. To wow. Bree, beauty beyond compare." <laughs> Though she sometimes doubts herself, and to uh, to to, to Darian, <laughs> a diamond in the rough, indeed. Cheers. <laughs> and Darian, I would like to also make a toast. Oh my god. Um, that was really great, Velvet. And as he extends his arm out, you hear another rip from his clothing as it <laughs> rips further in his bag. Lena um, raises an eyebrow. <laughs> What's left of them, you mean? <laughs> oh, no, my God, I forgot! <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, oh, he, he's a, to you, Velvet, for being a good friend to everyone who even might not deserve it, your advice on how sex works was invigorating <laughs> and eye-opening, and I'm probably never going to have it because I will never seek it out. Here, here. Oh. To you, Bree, you, you are really awesome. And to you, Lena. 
you're more than a loaf of bread to me. And in fact, um, I love you. And then he pops the drink back. <laughs> Bill the chokes on the last little bit of shot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, more whiskey, please. Um, <laughs> this time a hand just extends from the curtain and places it in the ice chest. Oh my another God. Velvet grabs it, just starts, he pours another really, it's like overflowing, sips off the top to get the meniscus down and chugs it back down. Wow, um, I thank, thank you, Darian. Um, wow, that's, um, mm. I'm oh, that's been on my mind for a really long time. I'm glad I said it. But really? I feel really? good. He takes another shot. I feel good. You, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, wow. Uh, she's still... <laughs> Lena just looks at Bree like, what do I do? <laughs> Bree, Bree looks at Lena like, I have no idea what to say. <laughs> um, um, one second. And she gets and she goes and she leaves the curtains and just closes them and then runs up to Corius. <laughs> so Corius is in the kitchen So you literally burst through double doors And there's a whole waitstaff Working feverishly in the back And um, Corius is Handling this giant stir fry pot And he says dinner's coming don't worry Don't worry uh, Corius I, I, um, I'm, I need some emergency I need your, I need, I need advice um, I need. What's the problem yeah. uh, the, the guy that I'm on the date with Who I'm just trying to figure out how I feel about him Just told me he loves me what do I do that was a freaking mistake. What? Unless you love him back, of course. I don't, I don't. I'm literally still trying to figure out my feelings. It's all happening very, very fast. Well, I find the best way to get to the heart of your feelings is, and he kind of uh, shoots a shot glass your way that slides across, <laughs> across the table and uh, lands right in front of you. Lena just stares at it, but she's in such a panic over all this attention she's never had in her life. And she just grabs it and she goes, you're going to have my back if I start fighting people, right? You'll be fighting me if you start fighting people. I actually kind of look forward to it. Hmm. Okay. Deal. And she, she, she takes the shot and swings it back. <laughs> oh, right. oh, my God. <clears throat> okay. Whew. All right. Thank you. And she slaps him on the back. <laughs> ah, nice. Also, uh, quickly, you're really happy doing this and not, you don't miss fighting at all? I miss it every day. Oh. Hmm. And she just turns around and leaves. <laughs> so in the meantime, while Lena's gone, is there anything anybody would like to say? Uh, well, Dari at first, he, he turns to you, Velvet, he says, I'm sure she's just going to the bathroom. <laughs> Darian, 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 what, what, you, you're not taking my advice. I told you to make unceasing eye contact with her. That's the key. The less you blink, the better. Remember. Oh. Like this. And he does right. like the same thing to Bree. <laughs> he's like, hello, Bree. I am having a lovely time at dinner. And he's given her the like, just go with it, eyes. Uh, okay. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, Bree kind of subtly nods and, and uh, yes, this dinner is very lovely. Um, oh my God, Bree's going in on the prank. She's looking at, um, wow. then she, she looks at Darian and kind of subtly shakes her head, no, like, don't, <laughs> like, don't worry about it. <laughs> You're telling him, like, no, don't do this? Or, yeah, just, like, don't, don't As Velvet shaking, this. yes. So, like, she's shaking no, and Velvet shaking yes. Okay, uh, 
50-50. I'm going to roll a d20 to see who he listens to. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, um, so he kind of looks at you both, and then Lena, you come back in through the curtain and sit down. <laughs> and Darian, as you sit down, widens his eyes as big as he can, slowly turns his head toward you, and just says nothing as oh he's staring at you. <laughs> Darian, why are you... Yeah? Did you listen to Velvet again? What? Velvet no. does another shot. <laughs> Daria does another shot and then returns <laughs> looking at you. And in that moment, uh, uh, Corius comes out, dinner is served, and he starts serving the plates. Now, now while this is happening, we're going to get back to the, you guys for a sec. Sai. Yes. You're in your room. You've been working on something for quite a long time today and probably over the days that you've been in Flosherton mm -hmm. and it's almost come to its close. What are you working on? So what I've been doing is uh, I have been, I, I decided I was going to start studying my manual of golems and going through it and just starting to create my golem because we're headed into a big battle. I might as well be armed with, with everything at my disposal. So way back in Deadwell, when Sai got that Gollum manual, he wasn't able to read it at first because in order to be able to read the manual, you have to have access to at least two level five spell slots. So you need to be a pretty distinguished uh, <laughs> in your class. You need to be very trained and seasoned. Mm -hmm. And Sai finally got very to that well point seasoned. where he can do that. So <laughs> very well seasoned, yes. <laughs> a little salt. The cool thing about the manual of Gollums is Sai is going to roll a d20, which will determine what type of golem is created. The ritual ends when you burn the golem book and you spread the ashes on what I'll say, what you've been working on, is this miniature, this wire frame of a golem in your room. And once you spread those ashes on it, um, the ritual will be complete and your golem will grow to full size and be alive. Ooh. Damn. All right. Cool. That's so cool. That's awesome. Here we go. Here's the d20. Yeah, so, here we go. Big money. Come on. <laughs> It is a 15. Okay, so uh, you finish your ritual, you burn the book, and it bursts in this eldritch flame very quickly, and the whole book evaporates and is left in a dust pile on the floor. You take a pinch of that, you spread it over the wireframe that you've created, and the wireframe suddenly bursts into this larger size. It's growing bigger and bigger, and you start to see flesh this uh, this grisly assortment of humanoid body parts that are stitched and bolted together into this muscled brute of a golem and begins to form in front of you. And once the transformation is complete, you, you see stand before you a flesh golem. Oh, well, hello, new friend. <laughs> it looks somewhat yes. human, somewhat giant. It's very Frankenstein-y yes, as its body it parts have been stitched and stapled together. And as you say, hello, friend, with an intelligence of six, he just <laughs> looks down to you with his mouth slightly drooped open, and he says, Oh, that's good. That's good. We'll work on that. He also has a charisma of five. <laughs> Don't look at the flesh golem stats. I right find him very charismatic. <laughs> he, he begins to sort of clap in front of you and sway side to side. Oh, you know what? We, we need to get you. I'm, I'm assuming he's naked. 
Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, you know what? We, we, friend, we need to get you some something to wear. Um, here. And he kind of takes a, a blanket off of his bed and kind of wraps it around him. Um, and he's going to go... Uh, He's going to go take his new friend around the castle to see if he can find, um, you know, find some clothing that uh, might fit him. Now, how, how <laughs> big is he? Is he, um, I'm just right now I'm looking up flesh column Now, he's, here. uh, he's a medium size. Oh, okay. So, so he's like my he's, size. Um, I'm going to say he's a bit bigger. Medium can stretch into eight or nine feet. Okay. So I'll say he's, he's, uh, like seven and a half feet tall. Okay. Yeah, so very Frankenstein monstery. <laughs> he he begins following you throughout the castle, and you're getting glances from people, and some screams as people f- see the flesh golem <laughs> and drop their things and begin running Ooh. in the in the opposite direction. Sorry, I'm looking at the picture right now. He very Frankenstein monstery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's all right. He's with me. He's with me. He's a nice guy. He unintelligibly rubs his uneven eyes, one's lower than the other, and then just drops his hands to his side and says, Gunga. Oh, that's all right. You know what? They don't understand. But they'll get to know you, and they'll get to know what a good guy you are. Come on, come on, let's go find you some clothes. In your scouring of the castle, the best thing you find is the largest pair of pants that could be found, which are still pretty small on him. Uh, they're like short shorts. <laughs> All right. Well, that works. All so, right. Yeah. So there we there go. We go. Yeah. Right. That's looking quite nice. I, quite fetching on you. I like Good. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, I, I spend the night as, uh, as, as they're on their date, just kind of talking to him and and telling him the story about uh, Giriad and uh, and what we're about to do. I have no idea if he understands me, but uh, I'm kind of feeling a little lonely tonight and just wanted to, to have a friend to talk to. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, um, by the end of your story, he learns three words. Uh, he, he, he learns mimic, good, and sigh. That is his vocabulary. We're going to have to find you a name. I'll have to think about this one. So our scene transitions back to our lovely couples in (laughs) Prairie Alamode. Can I do a con check to see how drunk Lena is? Uh, No, because if you've been pounding drinks back, uh, much like Daria and Velvet have been, (laughs) You're all drunk except Bree. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> is is Darian still like maintaining eye contact with Lena right now? He was for the first part of dinner. I'm gonna say uh, you guys made it through a decent portion of your meal. You're still eating, but getting toward the end of it. And Darian, his eyes are f- flooded with tears, and they're kind of dripping down his cheeks as he's trying his hardest not to blink while all looking right. at Lena. <laughs> Lena's tapping her finger, trying to, like, resist the urge to just, like, start just, like, fighting someone. And she turns to Darian, and she's just like, Darian, you please, please blink. What Velvet told you was complete nonsense. No offense, I have never told anyone anything nonsense in my life. You have told so much nonsense. That like, is a lot. nonsense itself to accuse me of nonsense. Right, Brie? That's... <laughs> what? Brie, what do you think on the matter? 
Is arguing a normal part of a double date? I'm very confused right now. <laughs> Darian. On that, on that note, Darian <laughs> blinks finally, and he goes, Oh, you know, you know what? I think that was what sex feels like. <laughs> that release. Oh my God. That's it was it. worth it, Velvet. That was, that was good. What am I telling you? Come on. I would never lead you astray, buddy. He knows what he's talking about. Oh my God. It's okay. the wisdom of the, the fang. Darian, why why do you why do you like me so much? I'm literally the worst. <gasps> Breather having this talk now. This is cool. Oh my god. Should should we like give them some privacy to talk or something? I don't know if we should be listening <laughs> no. in on this. No. No. <laughs> he slams his hands on the table. No. <laughs> no. This is this is good, Breeze. This is fun entertainment. Why would we want to go away, silly? Uh, honestly, I think. I started liking you because you were the only person who gave me really like the time of day. And it was nice to have a friend like that. But the more we traveled together, the more I just saw your strength and how, how much you love your friends and how you do like anything for them. And I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> as he gulps. I, uh, honestly, Lena, I don't know. He looks to you and he says, All I know is what I feel, and what I feel is this indisputable draw to you. And even if you hated me, I, I don't think I'd ever... I, I think I would still feel that. But I would give you your space, you know, because that'd be, like, the right thing to do. But I would still be like, she's awesome. Like, I feel it in my bones. Sorry, Velvet, I didn't. No, I know. I know. Bones is a bad word. I shouldn't have said it. Oh bad. God! Why bad did you Darian. Say that? I forgot, and then I remembered again. Yeah, you goddamn. Oh, speaking of which, I should probably contact Bones soon. It's been a while. So send him a, write a letter right now. What do you want to say? I what should, do you want to say to that I should, asshole? I should. I should tell Bones that after Bones stole all my money and ran Fuck away him. to start his, his own career with his stupid necromancy skeletons that tap dance, I should say that after everything that I've been through here that I forgive him because what if he dies like Gyriad and then he's just dead? And I never get to say anything, you know? Huh? Yeah, you're right. And that's, you know what? That's why I said I love you, Lena, because I do. And if we die, I want you to know. There so there you go. go. It's out on the table. <laughs> I love you. And at this point, Rack is speaking in the back of your head. <laughs> Lena, uh, a little, like, wispy, says, You should find him. <laughs> <laughs> no. She just says out loud, Not him. <laughs> what? You no, don't... nothing. No, it's fine. I, um... I can't, I can't do this. You guys are too good. What, what you are guys you? are too good. I can't. What, what are you talking about, Lena? Lying stuff. I'm not good. You shouldn't. She points to Darren. She's like, you shouldn't love me. And you guys, you're right, right, wrong, right to not trust me. I'm a bad person and you should throw me out of your group. No. And she stands up no, and like stumbles back behind like and like comes out of the curtain into like the rest of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Breeze, Breeze gonna go chase after her. 
No, I'm still right here. I haven't gone oh, far, okay. I promise you. Okay. <laughs> you burst out of the curtain to f- pursue her and bump into her back. Uh, Lena, Lena, no. don't go, please. Look, I have you're, a shard. You're, what? D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. If you're enjoying our epic adventure, be sure to check out our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. As well, spread word about us to your family and friends so they can adventure with us too. Thank you. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. What, what do you mean? Have, where, where did you get I it from? I have a shard. What, what, what color is it? It's purple, I think. I think it is, I don't know, my brain where, and rack where, and everything. Where did you get it from? Please, and please, please be honest to me. I have a shard, she yells to the rest of the room. You oh have a shard? Give... Velvet stands up, oh. you hear him like stumbling around, he crawls over the table, uh, and the glasses are breaking and he falls out of the curtain. Oh, God. You have a shard? Yeah, that's what she said. Oh. Corius, I'm sorry for yelling in your restaurant. He's standing there with his arms crossed, and he says, It's fine, these booths are soundproof. Okay, good. But I think you guys should leave, (laughs) just uh, before you make a mess of things out here, you know? Lena just nods and starts stumbling towards the door, and she puts up her hood. The food was excellent. I have never tasted food so good since I was on tour with Bones doing our second song cycle. That means a lot, Velvet, and I know. (laughs) Now have a good night, you. Bree says, I apologize for for this disturbance. You have a lovely restaurant. Have a great night. Lena bursts through the door again and goes, Corius, I still, I need to talk to you. My group might shun me, but I would still like to talk to you if it's cool and arm wrestle you at some point, please. Get out. <laughs> Bree, Bree, you have to drive the lion. I cannot control the lion <laughs> that's... on my given state of oh, being. Oh, okay, that's, that's okay. I can, I can try to do that. I'm just going to lay on the back. And he, like, lays down, okay. like, over the back like uh, you would, like, a deer. You know, just, bleh, just hang, <laughs> hanging with his legs and arms on either side of its back. Okay. Uh, so Bree is, yeah, controlling the lion and strength. Lena, <laughs> please tell me what's going on. She uh, turns to Darian and just said, "I'm sorry, I ruined the date." You have you have shit to talk about. That's that's kind of messed up, Lena. That you have a shard. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my room. Um, I'll I'll see you guys tomorrow. Darian, wait, and she like kind of like stumbles over him to him and says, "Your honesty made me want to be honest. I'm sorry." Let's let's chat another time. She just nods and lets him walk away. 
So now that you guys, wow, uh, no, that <laughs> Lena has a shard. Um, what what's your plan for tonight? What what would you guys like to do? <laughs> yeah, please just say, Lena, please just tell us where you got the shard. Tell us everything. Be honest, please. Yeah, you gotta be honest, or we're we're gonna know. Velvet gets really close to like her. I guess just her. Well, no, he's sitting on a lion, so we can get eye to eye. We're um, gonna know. I don't feel well. Should we talk in the morning? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we're gonna do this now. Sai, as you guys have made your way into the castle and you're talking rather <laughs> rambunctiously, Sai, you hear your companions drunk and talking about something important okay. in, uh, down the hall. Okay, so he's going to leave his room and he's going to leave um, his golem in, inside his room because um, he he's kind of hearing that they're drunk, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And he kind of peeks his head around the around the, the corner, around his door, and he says, Hello! Uh, you're back so soon from your date. How'd it, it go? Was a, it was a smashing success, I think. Uh, Darian proclaimed his love for Lena, and then we oh. found out that Lena has a shard. What? Mm. What? Yeah, we were what? just about to have a group conversation. Come on, Syke, come and join us. Ah. Uh. Hold on for a second, and he kind of um, goes back in the room for a second. And you hear him talking just to something, <laughs> and then he uh, closes the door and walks over, and he says, "Lena, uh, uh, you've been keeping this from us S- since when?" Oh, I should not have drank anything. And then oh, she steadies no. herself and says, "I just thinking about Geriot and the memorial and the fact that he trusts." You wanted you guys to trust me. I just realized I, 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 I wasn't. I didn't know. I, I just found it, and I have it in my bag. I've had it in my bag since, since um, Ildechester. Is that since how you say it? I don't know. You anymore. you found it in Ildechester. Outside in a cultist camp. Okay. Well, what else? What so, else was in there? Where Where did you find it? Mm-hmm. Please, Lena. You need to be honest with us. Tell us the whole story. What happened? Uh-huh. <laughs> where Where was it hidden? Lena's realizing. She's like, Oh <laughs> fuck, alcohol. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> Lena. Uh, Lena sits down just on the ground, crisscross, and then pulls her hood up over her face and says, "I've Rack wanted to find." The, she felt the shard and we went towards it and I have better control of him now which is good but I found the shard we did something and then she uh she like does it she's like I don't want to say anymore can I just leave it at that no well, no you, Lena Lena you need to tell us everything please why? Why do you need to know everything? Because we all need to, the time. Because There's so much honesty know. in this group. We need to know we can trust you. How many times have you hidden information from us? You well, say you want us to trust you, but you're not telling us everything. She's got a point. I hugged you yesterday, and now you tell me there's a shard. You should have told me when I hugged you. Lena, look at me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Lena, I... I want to trust you, but remember, trust is earned. And That's why I'm have... telling you, so we can be, you can well, trust but you're, 
you're still withholding information from us, so... You gotta... Where's the shard? Give it to Sai. Sai holds all the shards for us, silly. Like, tries to boop her on the nose. Boop. It's in my... <laughs> it's in my bag. I'll go get it. Okay. We should go with you. Yes, no offense, I don't Lena, think we leave you alone right now. right now. Although I'm a lot less mad than I thought I was gonna be. It's because <laughs> of the alcohol, I you'll, think. You'll be more angry in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's go get the shard. She walks up, uh, goes to her bag, uh, puts her hand into all the goop and all the different body parts, and pulls out like a suction cup sound. This is the purple shard. And it's like dripping with like blood and goo and stuff and just holds it out. Sigh. Decomposed stuff, right? I guess put it somewhere safe. All right. Thank you. And uh, so I'm going to cast Leoman's secret chest to. to uh, manifest the uh, small, uh, small-scale chest in the the, what, what would he call this plane? The, not the, the ethereal e- plane. No, no, no. But it, it's there's a chest on the ethereal plane, and I manifest a, um, a the small material one. plane. Material plane. There we go. Well, that's what the word I was looking for. So I, uh, yeah. So I manifest the mini chest, and I open it up to put the the shard inside. And what do I see? All the shards are there. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> they're, so all put, <laughs> they're all gone. They're all gone. So no, I no. put the the chest, the chest, the uh, the shard in there, and then I I dispel, you know, dispel the spell, and and I said, okay, there it is. It's in safekeeping. Now, Lena, hmm. is there more information that you have to tell us? She like kind of waits to see what rack, how rack is feeling. But you're the one in control. Don't you want to be in control? Don't you want to be making all the choices, Alina? Shut up. You just say, do whatever you want to do. She breathes, she breathes out and says, I don't know what's right anymore. Lena, we're your friends, please. (laughs) Shut up, she says to like, Rack, even though she just says it out loud to no one. Look, Lena, you said that you have more control over him and yet what you just did suggest otherwise. That was before I had more control over him. It, it, now I do. And I asked promise, I I asked him to promise not to hurt you guys anymore, but that's oh. irrelevant now because I am in control. And she says it to herself, but also I, like to Rack. Mm-hmm. I want to believe you, Lena, but mm-hmm. you, you asked him before you started talking to us. It makes me really worried that you're still putting him first. I don't know anymore. On one hand, I want... He's given me strength and the ability to protect you guys, and he's proven that he's been helpful. And on the other... There's a, 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 a chance that I could finally be myself again. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I want. And she starts uh, picking up all of her stuff like she's going to leave. Like, and, um, and she, she's, she, like, if anybody tries to stop her, she, like, puts a hand out and her eyes go black. And she gets <laughs> all of her stuff ready. Like, she's going to, like, peace out knowing what's coming. And then she turns to, uh, to Brie. And, <laughs> and fuck it. And she just says, um, Verna was in the tent when we got there. Rack wanted me to kill her, and I didn't. I knocked her out and I sent her away on a dog to save her 
and I stopped him from killing her because we were worried about what was going to happen because she's too good. I don't know where the dog is, and I'm afraid that whatever happened has something to do with the dog coming back in Verna, and I don't know what's going on, and I'm sorry, but I did save her life, and I didn't kill her. And she just grabs her bag, and she goes, okay, you guys don't trust me anymore. Darian professed his love, and I think hates me now, so I'll just leave. And she goes to the door to leave. No, Lena. It's fine, I can go. It's fine. I cast um, Resilient Sphere around her. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Lena. Just let me go. I'm obviously confused. I make bad choices. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. And we're here to help you. No, you, you guys said, are all good yeah, and want no, honesty. You said you wanted to be free of this. You wanted to get yourself back. I don't know. What if I miss having him? What if I don't want to be normal? You guys have magic. I wouldn't be in this adventure if I didn't have him. No, that's not true. That is you... exactly true. I was a weak no. child. No. I couldn't run fast. No. I was a coward. Lena. No, no, no. I mean, look how much you have grown, and I don't think it's because of him. You have the heart of a warrior. He trained me how to be a warrior. And, well, now you've benefited from that training, but that's you. That's not him. That's you now. Lena points Lena points at Velvet and said, you were right all along not to trust me. Well, hey, hold on. Okay. Well, first, <laughs> for, first of all, I do trust my gut instinct on things, so thank you. It was very nice of you to say. But the second thing, Lena, about getting trained. I was trained to play the lyre by a great lyre player known as... Harvey Strings Sons, uh, no, known as Chester Stringsons. And Chester Stringsons had this weird tick that every 12th note, his pinky would flick the nearest thing near him, usually the top of his leer. And it made a weird cracking, popping noise. And I don't have that. So just think about that. Even if you learn from it's what you do with what you learn, right? There you go. Listen to Velvet. Uh, Listen to Velvet. I've been saying this for like 46 episodes (laughs) and nobody listens to Velvet. (laughs) He's he's right though, Lena. Like you said, Rackman trained you, your physical strength, but Mm. he didn't train the strength that's in your heart and the type of person you are. Look, I, I told you that you're my best friend and I mean that. And it's not because of how strong you are. It's because of who you are as a person. Right? Rack had nothing to do with you making all those nice drawings for us. Rack had nothing mm. to do with all the nice things that you've done for us. And the, the good person that you are. And look, I, I know it was really hard for you to say everything that you did. And I... I'm still trying to process what you said about Verna. Okay, well, and maybe you should leave it there. I, uh, Lena, like, uh, Lena, like, puts down her bag no. and goes, I would really like to go to bed. I know you guys mean well, and you've said lovely things, and I appreciate it, and I hope I remember it in the morning. Okay, but okay. let me just, before you go to bed, Lena, remember, just remember, because of who you are, you decided to save Verna. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. won over him. Okay. And she just and nods. 
And I'm, I got rid of the resilient sphere as she was saying that. And she's just like in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Lena, Lena, Lena looks at uh, Sai and says, "Do you mind bringing him back to his room?" And she uh, she goes over to Bree and pats her on the shoulder and says, "Thanks for the kind words again." Bree's oh, gonna. Love. She's got some tears running down her face as she nods and she's, of course. This is a lot of emotion for one day. All right, and I think you need to sleep off uh, whatever you drank this evening. Ooh, yeah, oh, I, I can think smell it my, from here. I think my first date was Thing. awful. I think I just ruined it. Oh, nobody's first date is good, let me just tell you that. <laughs> she just says, thanks, I, and then slowly heads to her bed before he even closes the door and just lays on it. <laughs> And uh, Sai picks up Velvet and carries him back to his room. He definitely, like, curls around Sai as, as she, and, and you just hear him whisper, like, <laughs> No, Bones, I'm not ready to go out yet, even though the thousand fans are cheering. Give me a second. <laughs> They're all cheering for you, Velvet. I know. Thank you, Bones. Yes. yes. Um, can I do one last thing, Avery, before the night's done? course lena stays up drunk like drunkenly sketching and uh (laughs) it's like not a great drawing but it's like a picture of like darian holding a crossbow and just underneath it says i'm sorry for an awful first date and just slips it under his door (laughs) i think like awful is like misspelled because she's drunk and she like forgot like the f (laughs) but she still slides it under his door because she feels bad there's no sign of movement from Darian's room as you slip it under. Oh. She just like stares at it and goes, well, good job, Lena. And then just slowly walks, <laughs> walks, stumbles back to her room and goes to bed. And Avery, after I drop Velvet off in his room, um, Sai's going to kind of walk around a bit. And um, he was sort of thinking about everything that was just that just transpired and, and thinking about um just well everything and and he wants to find he wants to see if he can find um a dwarf um somebody because he wants to ask a question about um because he doesn't know dwarvish so he wants to ask somebody uh about a name because he he wants to he wants to give his golem a name but he wants to do he wants to honor giriad in this yeah um it's pretty late at night, but I'll say that, uh, you know, Deirdre would probably be up to talking to you. Okay. All right. So, um, and I can, I can assume that she's in her tent. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So he takes a walk and he goes down to her tent and, uh, and sees, I'm assuming you'll see like a, her, her light on or candle or whatever she's using for a source of light. Um, and she's, and he says, uh, Deirdre, I'm I'm sorry. It's Sai. It's Sai. Don't be scared. I'm never scared. Come in. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Certainly not. (laughs) All right. Uh, I just want to say again how much much your your speech really moved me. I I thought that was just such a a wonderful tribute to to Geriad. Thank you, Sai. I really appreciate your compliment. Mm. It's very late. What are you doing here? Well, um... I, w- I was thinking a lot about Geriad today, and, uh, and, well, I have sort of a strange question. There's, um, I want to give something a name, and, uh, and 
I was thinking I, I wanted to name it after Garriott, but um, but I don't know. It would just feel kind of uh, kind of feel, kind of feel strange to name him Garriott. Um, yes, please don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> what? Yes, please don't do that. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yes, okay. Well, I was I was definitely thinking the right way. Okay, good. Um, I was wondering, I, is there a name in Dwarvish for, I don't know, um, uh, somebody who represents bravery and valor and, 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 but, but yet a friend, like somebody, a friend who would fight alongside you on the battlefield? She reaches into a small bedside drawer and she pulls out a pipe and hmm. then she pulls out um, a folded napkin and opens it and she starts to put these leaves in the pipe and she takes a match and she strikes it off of the wood as she takes a puff <sighs> take this sigh oh all right uh do you want me to smoke the pipe no i want you to throw it off the cliff edge <laughs> okay that was a that was a joke. Please, oh, please smoke. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm got it. Okay. That's uh, my favorite pipe. Yeah. So he he takes, he smokes the pipe. <sighs> she takes the pipe back and she smokes it again and then she hands it to you. Another. Okay. Uh, here we go. And he smokes the pipe again. And after a little bit of time, uh, you start to feel a little funky. You kind of feel a little more relaxed in your shoulders and your eyes seem to just feel more relaxed and heavier as they're half open. And she says, so you wish to give something a name, mm -hmm. a name that reminds you of Giriad, that reminds, reminds you of Giriad. having a friend and a valiant yeah. companion. Yeah, because Giriad, he was always standing beside me and always always there. I, I knew that if Giriad was there next to me, everything would be all right. There is a word in the Dwarven language that hmm. has many meanings. Hmm. It is a word that doesn't necessarily have a definition, but hmm. a feel to it. A feel? Oh. Much like how Giriad spoke of Tiklok, family. Oh, Tiklok. Tiklok doesn't just mean family. It could mean brothers and sisters. It could mean best friends. It could mean you have a bond with someone that is close to their heart. Mm. There's a word like T-Clock mm -hmm. in its airiness that is used for a friend who always has your back. Someone who, even if you're wrong, will support you. Mm who'd go into the deepest shit with you. Mm -hmm. Who'd fight 10 people in a brawl with you. And you notice that she actually just keeps going at a list that is way too long because she's just so relaxed and just speaking off the top of her mind. <laughs> he kind of lets her do it though. <laughs> and after about the seventh list, listed item, she says, I want you to close your eyes, Sai. Okay. And just take a breath. And when you release that breath, I want you to speak the word. Oh, uh... The word that rests in your heart. Okay. Um... When you think of Giriad, let his spirit fill you. Let that companionship be let into your lungs. 
And when you breathe it out, I want you to say the word that means that for you. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, okay, here we go. Saman. Again. Saman. Saman. You see, if you want to give something a special name, something that means something a lot to you, it has to come from... And she brings her finger up in the air, and she kind of goes in a small swirl, getting closer and closer to your chest, until she taps your heart. Oh. Right there. Thank you. Thank you, Deirdre. It's all you, Sai. It's Mm -hmm. all you. As she kind of lays back in her cot. Mm. Well, thank you. I I will take that name, and and now that I know what it means, I I will treasure it. You are my Saman as well. (laughs) And you are mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your word is nothing close to the dwarven word I was thinking of. Oh. But I think it's better. Well then, okay. Uh, You know... I agree. Okay, well, right. thank you, Deirdre. I, I, will, I will let you sleep tonight. That's good, because I was planning on doing so. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and he heads back, and, um, and he goes back into his room. And, um, and <laughs> what is my flesh golem doing? Um, sitting there, patiently awaiting your return. <laughs> as soon as you open the door, uh, he stands off of his bed. And he says, good. Good. Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, thank you so much for waiting for me. I, 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 uh, I had to deal with my, my friends. Can you say friends? No. Okay. Um, we'll work on that one. That's a little <laughs> bit long. Okay. So, um, I have something for you. Something more than just these, uh, these shorts here. Um, I'm gonna give you a name. That's just yours. Alright? So, your name is going to be Saman. Or, you know what? I think I'll call you Sam for short. So, Sam... Sam. Sam. Yes, that's that's right. Sai and Sam. 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 And he smiles <laughs> with these crooked yellow teeth and uh, a smile that only extends up half his face because the other half is completely numb and doesn't oh. really move too much. <laughs> that's right, Sam. We're going to be good friends. And on that note, Bree, you walk into your room. Okay. And after all that, you take a deep breath and you look across the room and you notice that there's something on your windowsill. She kind of looks around her room and then starts walking towards the windowsill to see what it is. It's a small blue object and the the closer you get, you notice that it's Pepper's head (gasps) resting (gasps) on your windowsill. OMG. Bree just like lets out a scream and she just starts shaking. Yeah. Uh, anybody in the group, uh, including Velvet, you're woken from your drunken sleeping stupor. <laughs> She's just and, screaming uh, and screaming. Out of the bed. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I run into her her room. Velvet springs up and then like definitely falls over, trips over himself a few times. Ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he eventually makes it, but his hair is like frazzled and he definitely just reeks of alcohol. Bree, what happened? She's just she's sobbing and she points and she's like, it, it, it's Bruna's bird. What? And Sai goes over and looks and, and oh, oh no, oh no. Um, Velvet oh, whistles Bria. with his finger to get his three animals in who he was cuddling with. <laughs> and yeah. um, I want, I get close and I say, Bree, do you mind? And I just extend to like grab the head of the bird. Bree nods. I pick it up and I let my lion sniff it. And I say, mm. go see what you can find, buddy. Nice. Hmm. And he he does so immediately, and he growls and bounds out of the room and makes his way down the hallway. Okay. And Sai's actually going to do an arcana check. Just because of what has been going on with him, he's going to see like if, if um, there's a magical presence in here as well. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll even save you the roll, because okay. um, you actually don't find anything. Okay. You do get a growl, however, from uh, Velvet's lion down Ooh. the hallway. Oh. Mm. Oh, uh, Velvet runs after him. I'm coming, baby! <laughs> and he's gonna. Um, when I clear the uh, the corner, do I. Like, is it a growl that he's found something? Yes, it was like an attention grabbing. Yeah, so noise. he definitely turns out of the hallway too quickly and falls on his face again. I'm okay! And gets back up and starts running. And uh, what does he see? Velvet, you follow the sound of the growl and you end up in Sai's room. <gasps> and the lion's just oh, no. stepping around the room pacing and can't focus on anything necessarily it just seems like there's something and they wanted to bring you to this room what is it girl um he's going to can i do a uh, a check yeah um you can, let's uh let's just roll uh, investigation investigation hey this is like my first roll of the day that's <laughs> true it's just a lot of talk uh 16 you're looking around the room, uh, you check under the bed, you check in the closet, on the balcony, and nothing seems to be amiss. It's strange. I whistle Uh-oh. my fingers again. Hey, get in here, everyone! And and Sai realizes where they're at, and he's just like, oh no! <laughs> um, so he comes into the, his, his room, and, yeah, uh, and, and he goes, Sam! Sam! Who's Sam? And, and do I see Sam anymore? Yeah, he's just sitting there chilling. And you guys all see oh. that he has a flesh golem for the oh first time. Oh my god, time. I didn't even know. Okay, I, I can explain. I can explain. Just st- oh, can explain. he sat there so quietly. Oh my god. Yes, yes. Uh, everybody, okay. Are, are you okay, Sam? Are you okay? Um, everybody, I, I want you to meet my, my new. Uh, this is my golem. This is my new friend, Sam. Okay. Guys, I, I hate to interrupt this introduction, but Rack, we need to be on our guard. Something is not right, oh. and even Rack can sense it, which oh, no. means maybe okay. it's demonic. Oh, uh, uh, Sam, did you did you see anything good or no good? Um, Sam just says good. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I don't think Sam saw anything. But why? Why would um, it bring me in here? That doesn't I, I make sense. Yeah. Though. I know, I know. Um, Is it going it, after did, the shards? Can Bree investigate yeah, and well, see if there's anything in here? Mm-hmm. Um, the more you guys investigate, the more there's just nothing in this room or, that's really yeah. telling. Or like any yeah. like any okay. sort of magic, or like anything she knows from, or that she's learned from Mistress or anything, she could try to channel like 
So now, uh, now that you're only using what you learned from Mister, and Mister right. can't really help you out in any way, um, yeah. you can definitely sense there's something kind of magical in the air. There's a little of that tingly sort of sensation, but other than that, you have no idea what it is. Okay. Uh, I have. I have to tell you, I, I've been having horrible nightmares, and and um, well, I. I thought it was just because of this, and he he shows them the the dragon mark on his left palm. Um, I I've developed this, and I thought that I've I've heard of these before, and and they sometimes come with nightmares. But uh, when I woke up from my last nightmare, I I had a, a strange sense that something was amiss in here, and as I, I that there was something magical, and maybe this is what the your lion is picking up on. Um, but I, I don't know what it should is. We, I, I, sh- should we go make sure everybody else is okay? Uh, alert? I don't know. Should we be alerting? Is this enough to alert people? The castle? The king? Oh, I don't know. It seems pretty focused in my room, but but perhaps we should tell the king. Uh, that would be a good idea. I mean, there's something yes. in your room. Someone was obviously in my room. I, I mm. think it's a good idea to let him know. Maybe uh, have some guards patrolling around the, mm. the hallways, see if they see anything. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's go tell the king. I think I'll stay behind and see if anything comes back. Okay. Guard size room. All right. Um, I'll I'll, I'll go wake the king. Is Sam, anyone buying that? Stay here. All right. <laughs> you want me to stay? <laughs> you're welcome, really to, Velvet. You're Velvet. You're welcome to stay with me if you want. I just okay. don't want to miss I, anything that might come. I'm feeling pretty sober now. Group. Um, a heartbeat of. 180 beats per minute will do that to you. So, um, <laughs> I'm I'm good if you two want to get the king. And please take take my lion. She'll get you there faster. All right, sounds good. Uh, Bree and Sai, you guys make your way to the king's room and knock and wake him up. And he approaches in his nightwear uh, with a little silk hat, much like Link. And he says, <laughs> uh, "Sorry, I was uh, having the sweetest of dreams. What c- what can I help you with?" We're terribly sorry to wake you. Um, we've had a situation. Um, I've been feeling some some strange magical activity in my room, and I I thought you know it was nothing. But now poor Bree here. Um, she had a a, a bird that she knows. Um, well, it's it's been decapitated, and, and it was left in her room. And what we're kind of. C- concerned that there might be something going on here. There might be some some sort of evil force trying to to wreak havoc here in the castle and we thought we might we should inform you so that if you needed to get some sort of protection that you could arrange for that. Of course, you know what? I'm going to have the guards patrol the castle all night. I'll have them look over your rooms. And I, I, I think it might be wise if maybe you all spend the night in my room and I post guards outside and you all stay together for the night. Would, would that be okay? Thank you. That would be very much appreciated. I would I would like that very much. Uh, just so you know, I, I, I have a new guest and he tells him about Sam. Oh, I've heard about him. Many of my servants came and said they were going to quit unless that thing left, and I, oh. I, uh, I assured them it's all okay. Um, I, th- oh, I think. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, I. Uh, no, it's okay. He's quite harmless. We, we, we have more important things to deal with right now. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um, Sam is welcome. Um, so thank he, you. he rounds up his guards. He issues them their orders, and. 
within five minutes, honestly, there are guards patrolling every hallway on the balcony, keeping lookout everywhere, and he's set up uh, a place for you in his giant room where you hmm. guys can spend the night. One of you or two of you may take my bed. It's very comfortable, babe, uh, but I've set up sleeping arrangements on the floor for the rest of you as well, and Sam, uh, he, he just gets the floor. I'm sorry. That's all right. You, you can you can sleep next to me, Sam. So what are you guys thinking? Um, at this point, the the castle's completely covered when it comes to guards patrolling. Um, even even uh, Lena and Velvet, while you're waiting in Sai's room, uh, nothing eventful happens until guards knock on the door and uh, do a check and they see you in there. They explain to you that the king has made arrangements for you guys to spend the night in his room. Oh. Okay. I want to do one more thing while I'm here. And Velvet is going to Okay. I'm I let's let's see if this comes in handy. I haven't really used this before. <laughs> um oh. I'm going to Sorry, I got to find the exact spell here. I I apologize. Um Okay, I'm going to use the the mislead spell. Mm. It's concentration for up to an hour. Um, I go invisible, but you can turn that off. So I'm just not going to be invisible. But an illusionary double appears um, where like I'm standing. And I want to just tell my illusionary double to like, like hang out, hide in size closet. Okay. All right, double, <laughs> hide nice. in size closet. And if anything happens in this room, you need to tell me. You got it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll that definitely work for sure. Cool. I feel like my illusionary double can't speak. Like, that's the main difference. So I feel like it just gives me like a velvet smile and a wink. And I'm like, oh, you, you <laughs> cute little bastard. Look how good I look. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> sometimes I'm just... Sorry, guys. <laughs> sometimes I'm just outdone by my own handsomeness. And he begins I'm... spinning in a circle to show off his body and his clothing and how <laughs> sexy Come he looks. Come on. Mm, dance, dance. Mm, <laughs> yep. Dance, dance. Yep. He looks... Um... Oh, Alina uh, just realizes she's like, should we... Wait, is Darian sleeping in the castle too? It's like the five of us, right? Or four of us, whatever that number is. Uh, Darian is nowhere to be found right now. He's not in his oh, room. Oh, God. Um, He's not in his room? No, he wasn't in his room. Oh, oh, I thought he was just sleeping. Unfortunately, oh, uh, no. Huh. Well, I, Velvet, did I just scare off Darian? Where is he? Oh, shit. Darian. We have to make sure. What if he's in danger? Oh, God, that would just make things even worse. Uh, yeah, I guess we should try and find him. Where did you see him last? Where did he where did he leave? Uh, he was we were outside, he like walked off, we? right? We were outside the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Kano centers the room and he says, I was told you guys are right here. Um, are you ready to go into the bedroom? I think we need to lock down this place right now. My, our friend Darian, he's nowhere to be found. He's not in his room. I'm sure he's somewhere out of town. He, he can find many places to stay. Right now, your safety is what's most important. <laughs> Lena just looks to Velvet like, ugh, what do we do? Velvet goes, um... Alright, let's... Let's go, I guess our safety is important. He just gives, like, Lena this really quick wink as to, like, we'll, we'll deal with it once we get in the room. Lena just nods and says, okay, let's go. 
All right, so you guys all meet in the king's room. The king um, says, we're going to keep you safe in here. I'm going to find other sleeping arrangements for me. And don't worry about your friend Darian, okay? I I'm sure he's fine. Uh, Lena waits for the king. Does, does the king leave? And he leaves, yes. Lena, <laughs> Lena, like, once he leaves, she kind of squints her eyes and looks back to the group and says, does anyone find it weird that he's locking us in here and he's going back out there? Yes. It's a good point. It's like they want us. Why Why lock us in here mm -hmm. and the king stay somewhere else? Shouldn't the king be the one that should be? You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was my understanding. Yeah. I thought he would be sleeping here with us, but. Uh. Velvet, could you have mimic? I don't know. Or is there any side? Can you turn into a bird and flap? I don't was... know. Is there anything we can do to keep an eye on things ourselves? Well, maybe I'm um, wrong. Maybe I'm just being. Paranoid. No. I don't know. No, 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 no. That's a, that's that's good. Good, good instinct. There's something um, I could do, maybe. Um, if if we're concerned, I could have something follow the king and see see where he goes. That's good. And and um, Bree's going to cast uh, arcane eye, and okay, she arcane creates eye. this invisible magical eye that is going to. She wants it to follow the king and it's going to send what it sees back to me. And I can keep moving the eye like 30 feet each time, each turn when I move it. Yeah, the, no, totally. Um, so the arcane eye appears and uh, you instructed to do so. Um, while it's following the king, getting information, uh, what else would you guys like to do? Um, so I'm actually going to, um, turn into a wolf, and I'm going to see if I can find Darian. So I'm gonna go and, cause a wolf has keen hearing and smell, um, so I'm basically gonna try to track where Darian I think Darian Lena went. might try and go with you if you're gonna do that, but I, oh, but can we leave? Like, the guards, will the guards just stop us? <laughs> you can certainly try. You're okay. not sure what their reaction would be yet. Okay. Um, Lena turns to Bree and says, uh, Bree, Velvet, do any of you guys want to create a distraction? Oh, I think I can. And <laughs> um, Velvet is going to use enthralling performance. <laughs> nice. I'm going to perform for at least a minute as I attempt to inspire wonder in my audience by singing. Huh? Um, at the end of the performance, <laughs> you choose a number of humanoids within 60 feet who have watched, listened to all of it, um, up to equal number of your charisma modifier. Um, each of them must succeed in a wisdom saving throw or be charmed. Huh? Okay. So my charisma modifier is plus four. So I'm going to choose four. So I'm going to open up the door. And how many guards are there around us, Avery? Just two. And I go, Psst. hello. Excuse me, Mr. Guards. Or Mrs. Guards. You know what? Guards. Guards. Yes. Yes. Boy, do I. This is your lucky night. Do you know that? It is. Yeah, because I just came up with a brand new song, and it's pretty cool. 
they seem very interested, but they're like, no, we, I'm sorry, we must, uh, we, we must stand guard and make sure uh, nobody passes through here. No, you know what? I, I will never get in the way of your duty. That is uh, very important. Do you mind if I just leave the door open so the sweet tunes could maybe just entertain you while you're doing your work? I, you don't have to turn and look at me, I swear. Yeah, sure. Wonderful. It's a, it's a wonderful song. It's called The Great Distraction. It's going to be wonderful. I think you're going to love it. And this is really exciting. <laughs> and Velvet like, jumps on the king's bed. Because <laughs> like, how often do you get to jump on a king's bed? Uh, doing like front flips. And he pulls out his lyre. And he goes, all right, Bree, could you sing back up for me? I, I, I can try. Okay, Bree, every time I end my line, I need you to say, la, 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 la. Okay. Okay. This is the great distraction. La 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 la. I hope <laughs> you are listening to me. La 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 la. Lend me your ear and I'll sing you a song. And I promise I won't sing out of key. La 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 la. This is the great distraction song. Oh my I don't feel distracted <laughs> now. And this is how the song goes. Please roll for wisdom now. Very nice. Yay. Uh, so. Yay, Yay encore. Have to beat 16. That was a 12 and a 3. Yes! Oh, oh my god. Nice. I feel like we're foiling Avery's plans by me being super sus about probably something that's nothing. Well, alas, here we are. Uh, so the guards are enthralled by your performance they literally drop their weapons and they're like I'm sorry we gotta look at you and they come into the room and they're like woo and they start cheering and clapping for you and dancing so Cy grabs Lena and and he as as they're kind of he's not yet a wolf um, and as they're running out the um, door he says okay uh, here's how we communicate I will uh, give a little bark, uh, one for yes, two for no. So oh. that's, we can communicate that way. I mean, Sai, don't we still have the earrings? When I'm a wolf, I can't use the earrings. Oh, crap. Okay, then sounds good. Uh, bark, <laughs> one for yes, two for no. Although Got I could it. probably bark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know why I thought you could... Just, uh, you're not Brie, you can't speak telepathically. Got it. <laughs> Actually, I uh, can I? I can, but uh, I don't know if I can do that while... Being, uh, oh, actually, I probably could. Um, Avery, is it possible? Because I'm going to be doing my shape changer move, so that doesn't require like uh, concentration. It's just a, sort of an automatic thing I can do, and I do have message, which would uh, allow me to talk to somebody telepathically. Oh, yeah, that's a cantrip, eh? Yeah, that'll work yeah, totally fine. Yeah, it's a cantrip. Fun. Cool, but that'd be awesome. Okay. All right, there we go. Yay so for there magic. We go. So <laughs> retcon all that, and yes, that's what we're perfect. <laughs> We all right. <laughs> so as we're kind of running down the hall, all of a sudden uh, his body distorts and he becomes a wolf. And he's running down the hallway. And Perfect. he goes up to um, Darian's room and kind of <laughs> sniffs around. Yeah, you catch his scent. It's very Beauty. pungent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> and oh. he conveys that to Lena telepathically. That's great, yep. Perfect. And, okay, so I'm going to track him. Yeah, so you begin tracking him, and you're darting your way through the castle, hiding from the many, many, many guards that are on patrol currently. Right. And uh, Bree, as you're following in your mind the arcane mm-hmm. eye, it's following Kanos. And 
you follow him down a wide set of stairs. He goes down a hallway. He finds a uh, another bedroom, and he literally just goes to bed. And you see, you see him <laughs> speaking to a guard, and and he says, "Make sure to keep me updated on the situation. I'm gonna go get some shut eye." And the guard responds, saying, "Absolutely, sir. Do you want us to do our secret knock?" And Kato says. Well, we practice it for like three hours. I mean, we might as well put it to use, am I right? Of course, of course, Kanos. Thank you, Kanos. Now go on. <laughs> and Kanos shuts the door behind him, and the arcane eye floats through the door and falls him into a dark room. And Kanos kind of does a little stretch. He starts, and he goes back to bed <laughs> to make a long story short. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, um,. Man. Lena and Sai, you follow the trail. It goes out of the castle, down the bridge. You catch it very strongly mixed with alcohol outside of um, Prairie Alamode. And you begin to follow it out of town. It goes past the tents that uh, rest in the farm prairie, and you follow it to the edge of the cliff where the, um, the funeral memorial took place. And you follow it along the cliffside for... Um, about 500 meters or so until you, Lena, you see him sitting on the edge of the cliff just looking out at the sea uh, in the middle of the night and he's kind of just kicking his legs. You, you see him about from about 80 feet away and he doesn't notice you yet. Uh, wow, okay. Well, he's, he's safe, so I think my paranoia was maybe a little much. I might be still slightly drunk. <laughs> Um, and Sai says telepathically to um, to Lena, do you want to go talk to him? Um, Make sure he's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess that's something. And he kind of nudges nudges okay, her fine. with okay, his okay. snout. Yeah. <laughs> she like slowly walks up until like she's about 10, 15 feet away and just clears her throat <clears throat> to alert him to her presence. He was completely caught by surprise, and he oh looks to you. And he just says, oh, um, hey, Lena. Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, something weird happened at the castle and guards are on patrol now and you weren't in your room. So we just wanted to make sure you were safe. What's what's going on? Um, well, we don't know. There's weird... Rack picked up on something weird. There's some weird energy in Sai's room, and uh, Bree's mom, the, the the bluebird, we found its head on her windowsill, I guess, somewhere. Oh, no. Lena, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, I, uh, well, I owe you a huge apology. What? Why? <laughs> Why do you owe me an apology? I was the one that ruined the date and lied to everybody. I don't really care about the lie I mean really I trust I trust you fully you know you, you, even though you might not have told anybody about it I think at the end of the day you're always going to choose to do the right thing and you always do you always choose hmm. to be nice to me <laughs> and I don't know why because <laughs> I, I really don't deserve it no you... I've put a lot of pressure on you over the last few days and I just feel like I've just been swept up in how I feel about you and I just wanted to say that I'm really sorry for putting you in a really awkward situation with the velvet. He was only there because I was so <laughs> nervous. I, I really would have liked to have just been there alone with you. Um, and he gave me really bad advice. 
yeah. In the future, I would definitely question his advice a bit more, but uh, it's fine, Darian. It's it's really, it's nice to know that someone feels that way about me, and I'm nice to you because I, I like you. I like you too, and you're normal, and yet you're still brave enough to come on this adventure with us when you don't have a demon or magic, and... I don't even know if I would do that. If I didn't have Rack, I, I probably wouldn't be still with this adventuring party. And yet you here you are. So you are braver than you think. And Lena, you're more human than you think. I mean, I know you have scaly arms and you're missing patches <laughs> of hair and your little vein. But yeah. But <laughs> I mean, underneath all that, you're you. And I don't think you need Rack the way you think you do. Every action you've taken on your journey was because you chose to do it. And I'm sure his power helps, but I'm sure if you didn't, you would still make the exact same choice. Every time. And that's why I like you. <laughs> She's not, looks down and blushes. And says, thanks, I am. I'm starting to believe that, I promise. <laughs> uh, hey, do you want to come back to the castle? Yeah, I'd really like to see if Bree's okay. I'm so sorry to hear that's happening. And Okay. Would you like hold out her hand for him? Yeah, come come away oh. from that ledge. You're making me nervous. <laughs> he slips and he falls to his death. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he, he very trepidatious. He very trepidatiously and with shakes in his hand reaches for yours and he takes your hand in his and his hands are most certainly clammy and cold but yep <laughs> he lets out a sigh of relief and he says wow <laughs> cool well, and she's like oh, okay he doesn't mind the scales that's cool <laughs> <laughs> and uh you guys make your way all back to the castle and uh you're all back together in kanos's room and that's the distraction song. <laughs> <laughs> the sigh turns back to himself. They collapse to the ground, exhausted but exhilarated. <laughs> they're just heaving and they're laying there in euphoria. I feel like when we come in, so Lena goes, so um, my paranoia, I think, wasn't necessary. Darian's fine and things seems fine. Things seem fine. Bree, how are things on your end? I didn't notice anything odd with the king, so that's good at least. Okay, so at least we know we can trust him still. That's good. Yes, but we're we're no farther along the, the, in this mystery than we no. were before. I don't. Maybe, maybe we just maybe we just go to bed, guys. Maybe maybe that was it for the night. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry about your bird, but we did everything we could, Bree, and. There's no, nothing I, else I we're know. going to find right now. And anything else, we're just wasting our time, frankly. I, I, I know. I, I understand. I'm just... It, it scares me, you know? She's not responding to my messages, and the only other way she ever contacted me was through her bird, and now he's gone. And now I, I don't know what's going on with Vern. I don't know if she's okay. I can't contact her. Bree, 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 Bree. You need to, I understand it's it's very stressful, but there's nothing we can do right now. We'll try again in the morning. Here, why don't you, why don't you take the big bed? Is that okay, guys? We can give no. Bree the big bed. No, absolutely. No, I don't, I don't need the big bed. It's, it's fine, get in the Bree, big bed. Bree, Bree, <laughs> get into the big bed. <laughs> this is like a tongue twister. Okay. 
Thank you. And she climbs in. All right. Well, get some sleep, everybody. Velvet's already asleep again. Like Velvet. <laughs> everyone do it. Everyone do what Velvet's doing. And Lena leans against the wall and just crosses her arms over her chest and just closes her eyes. So he's gonna stay up a bit, and then eventually he's gonna fall asleep because he can't stay up any longer. Sigh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You find yourself again in Losherton, again in the ethereal plane, except Illyria is just not even there anymore. You're alone. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Ooh. Um, I'm gonna head to, towards my room, because that was where everything happened last time. So you head toward your old room. Mm-hmm. As you're walking through the castle, you see these shifty, misty figures of people, as if you're seeing them through the ethereal plane of guards that are still patrolling the castle in the nighttime. Mm-hmm. You enter into your room, you see it's empty, and no one's there. But you feel a draw on your chest, bringing you higher up in the castle, toward the king's room. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna head up towards the king's room. You come to the doors and you see two guards that are sitting against the wall, half falling asleep because of how much dancing they did. (gasps) (laughs) And you open the door to the king's room and it creaks Mm -hmm. slowly and echoes in its chamber. And you see everybody laying there, Lena against the wall, Bree in the king's bed, everyone asleep. And you can even see yourself laying on the ground. Hmm. And at your feet, lay six dragon eggs Mm. and four of them are glowing one yellow one orange one blue and one purple and standing above those dragon eggs you see the misty figure looking down at them get away from those who are you finally the figure reaches into its chest where it would be and it pulls out this black symbol connected to a necklace. On the necklace, you see it's an eight-pointed star joined by a circle around its points, the symbol of Mistra. And she blasts the eggs with this dark, smoky energy, and the eggs crack open, and you see glowing from within the eggs is the light from four kyber shards. And I run towards them, and I'm going to try to stop... um stop her from um, from getting... Uh, is it her? You can't tell in the smoky face. Okay, um, stop stop uh, them from getting to the, um, the kyber shards. Unfortunately, like when you're in a nightmare, you can't scream, your body feels lethargic, it's like you're running in slow motion toward the figure as the figure reaches its hands into the eggs and picks up four kyber shards out of what suddenly you see is your ethereal chest. Oh! <gasps> The figure says, finally, we'll have them all, and I will be released. No! (laughs) And as you're yelling no, suddenly, Lena, Hmm. your eyes open, and you're laying in mud outside. Oh, what the... You rise from the mud and you look around and you see that you're on a worn battlefield. There are bodies everywhere. The sky is dark and lightning is crackling. 
but it's dark as hell. You can, even though you have dark vision, you can't mm. even see beyond 50 feet around you. What's going on? She says to Rack. You can't hear him. What? You look around, and you see in the distance there's a small light. Small light? She runs towards it. You begin running through the mucky battlefield, your feet squelching on, into the mud and the water and the blood running from the dead bodies. And as you get closer, you notice the light is silver-colored. And as you approach closer mm. still, you notice it's a silver flame sitting in the mm. darkest part of this island. And as you approach, you feel its heat, the same heat you feel from Rak Tolkesh, that demonic energy. And suddenly the fire grows intense and hot and bright, and this demonic screech is heard, and Rak Tolkesh, in his true form, bursts out from the flame what? with weapons thrust through his dragon demonic-like body, no face, and he collapses into the mud in the ground with a giant squelch, and he begins crawling towards you painfully, and you just hear oh him God. screeching and heaving. Wait, 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 what are you, what, what's happening? What's, what, what's going on? He reaches out one of his claws and grabs you and pulls you close to his featureless face. And you hear him telepathically speaking to you, saying, They have the shards. They have what? the shards. What do you we do? travel to the academy. Get to the academy. Find Tenebris. Find Tenebris. He will give you the power to repel them. You won't. And then suddenly, from behind him, the silver flame erupts again. And there's this looming, smoky figure that rises higher and higher above the silver flame with silk robes that form into smoke and it's holding the subsidian staff and up top the obsidian staff is this floating purple eyeball of demonic energy it's you with glowing yellow eyes it reaches out its hand and grabs rack using telekinetic energy and no, rack no, no, begins no, no. floating into the air Lena tries to grab him, but I'm assuming it's useless. You try with all your might to hold him down and to keep him from being pulled up, but you can't. You collapse to no. the muddy floor. And the figure says, You're mine, Rack. You'll never see the light of the mortal plane again. No. I hope you enjoyed your time with your friend. Give him back. You don't need him. And suddenly Rax screeches and his body begins to bubble with heat and his skin is bubbling and slopping to the ground and he's pulled into the silver flame and the silver flame no. erupts and he's no longer there. No. The figure lowers back into the silver flame and once more, the silver flame begins to rise in heat and temperature and brightness and then explodes once more, completely taking over your vision. Holy shit. Mm. And uh, you and Sai wake up in the middle of the night at the same time. No. Lena <sighs> just looks to him. We have the shards. I know. We need to go. And she relays all the information about, what's the, what's the city called, Avery? I want to make sure I write it down. Um, he told you or to go academy. to the academy. And find mm -hmm. who was it? Tenebris. Someone who will give you strength is basically is the most he was able to get out. And okay. Sai, as you're listening to Lena tell the story of her dream, she looks different. Her, <gasps> her skin is fair and pink. Her oh, hair is no longer dark and the scales are all but gone on her skin. Oh. And he points that out to her. Oh my God. She like looks at herself 
and then runs to a mirror and looks at it and then turns around slowly to him and just says, Rack's gone. I think his sister has him. Oh, she no. tries to go into a rage, can she? No. <gasps> Lena just sits on the ground and she goes, well, well, shit. It's okay. It's okay. She shakes her head and goes, we need to wake the others. And she wakes the, the rest of them up. What? 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 Is, What's going is this on? night ever going to fucking end? Velvet says when he's all sleepy. What is going on? <laughs> Lena relays everything. The rack's gone. She's back to normal. They have all the shards. Uh, they need to go to the academy and find this person that can give her strength, apparently. I shouldn't have given you the shard if I'd not been drunk and just kept it to myself. Rack wouldn't be dead and I... They wouldn't have the shards. No, he was I, Lena, don't, don't blame yourself. It's, it's, look, I, I, I didn't tell you this before, but I've been having nightmares and, and I saw the figure take the shards and I, I tried to stop it, but I, I, I couldn't. Well, it didn't work. There's no point in blaming each other now. We have something to do. Okay, we need to leave now. Get the horses, yes. get the carriages. We're heading to where we have to go. I'm okay, done with okay. these fucking okay. demons, Velvet says. And he stands up and he walks out. And I open the door, look at the guards, and I say, What are you doing? S summon horses, summon carriages, out of my way. And Velvet tries to walk past them. <laughs> like he's tough shit. All right, let's go to the academy. All right. Let's go. Okay. And he gets Sam and gets his, <gasps> his bags and... Uh... Lena tries to pick up her great axe and she can't, she's having style trouble holding it. Oh, no. Yeah, it's definitely difficult. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, uh, Sai kind of uh, reduces it a little bit. Oh, no, Lena's so embarrassed. <laughs> Your great axe of the ram is now a hand axe of the ram. Oh, <laughs> I lost my weapon. Okay, and cool. This is great. Uh, the king is informed arrangements are made about within another 40 minutes. You're all on a cart with a uh, horse drawn. Uh, you're all in a horse drawn cart heading out of Losherton in the middle of the night. And the moon is even nowhere to be seen as clouds loom over Losherton as you head toward the academy. Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games. Hey there. Thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face -face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, 
Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.